And I tell that to founders all the time. It's like, hey, raising 20 million bucks and like going for the moon and taking 14 years to get to $130 million exit is cool, but that's a lot. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Jeff Solomon. It's a real treat because he's a six-time founder with three exits. Velocify in 2017 for $128 million is obviously probably the best known one. He's also been teaching and coaching entrepreneurship for 10 plus years and invested over 150 startups, experienced in SaaS, content marketing, and many other uh, many other areas like venture funding, B2B software, UX, UI as well. All right, Jeff, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. So um, 2017 was at an exit. Did you jump right into markup here after Velocify or no? No, no, I did. Um, well, I played around for a little bit, you know, had a nice exit. So I took a little bit of break, was doing some angel investing, still working with Amplify, the, the accelerator that I that I founded, uh, you know, previously in 2012, doing some deals there. And then mostly was consulting for a number of years, you know, just going into other companies that needed help with product and growth and marketing and stuff like that. And then uh, maybe two or three years ago, started toying around with this Markup Hero product. So tell us about it. What's, what's Markup Hero? So it's a it's a highly commoditized space, right? It's screenshots, annotations, file annotation, image annotations. There's a ton of products out there that do it. Um, something I use every day. A lot of people use every day. Uh, and it was just a I didn't really have a solution that I liked that did everything. And you know, one of the things that we we started doing was was trying to figure out could we get other SaaS applications to add this capability, right? So so a good example is is um, Evernote, which I don't use anymore, but I used to. They bought this product called Sketch. Uh, and it was a screenshot and annotation product and they integrated it. And so it was really nice when you made a note in Evernote, you could drop an image in just like you can in Notion or any of the other similar apps, but you could right click on it, open it, annotate it, save it right back into the page. It was super useful. And none of the other products have that. Asana doesn't have that. You know, uh, Notion doesn't have that. Like there's so many, any of the product management, monday.com, all these guys. So our thought was like, hey, we built this platform that is, you know, direct to consumer direct to business person sales. And we have that and it's growing and it's nice, but can we make a library that other SaaS companies could integrate easily and add that capability? And that's sort of what we're out trying to trying to go right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So that's the main focus. Now, what are you charging for this? When people sign up, what do they pay? Well, on the core product, when you just go to our site, it's like four bucks a month. It's a cheap, very low cost product, um, high volume thing. Um, and then on the API, we're kind of still in beta. You know, we've got like a handful of customers using it. We're charging on a per markup basis. So if they have a thousand customers and five of them use it and the rest don't, they only pay for a total number of markups. It's kind of how we're pricing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it could be, you know, a couple hundred bucks for them a month to handle their whole client base, depending on how heavily it's used. But we're still trying to figure out what's the best, best pricing model. We're just trying to get some really good companies that have users that find it valuable. Mm-hmm. But but starting off seed based four bucks a pop. Uh, when did you launch the business? What year? Uh, it was during COVID. Uh, whatever, two thousand twenty, I guess. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Okay, got it. So, and I guess why jump into like a very competitive space where 
you know, the winners really are the ones that have the best distribution channels, right? Yep. They're on the top of all the big blog posts. They dominate the SEO, blah, blah, blah. Cause they're yep. basically feature parody on everything else. Like wh why do this? I mean, by the way, we're trying to quantify, obviously the exit, right? Velocity. I think you guys had raised about 20 million bucks or something. Yep. And yep. you sold for 180 and there were what, three or four co-founders. Yeah. Three co-founders. It was a uh, slim cap table, like really nice exit for everybody. Um, you know, to answer your question, uh, I think it was a combination of one. I just didn't feel like there was one product that had everything. There was multiple products that I used back and forth to accommodate different needs. So that was one issue. I felt like there was a, there was room for improvement. And two, um, you know, I, I wasn't at the time necessarily looking to have another billion dollar exit or a huge exit like that. You know, I really wanted to build stuff that I liked that I used personally. And I had a team of guys that I met at a consulting company that were just looking for something fun to work on. And we kind of toyed around with some ideas and we were like, hey, we can we can put something together that's really nice and maybe make a great lifestyle business out of it. And I tell that to founders all the time. It's like, hey, raising 20 million bucks and like going for the moon and taking 14 years to get to $130 million exit is cool. But that's a lot, you know? It's like, there's nothing wrong with a business that's throwing off $3 million in EBITDA with three guys, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a nice business. So I was like, I think we can build that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Jeff, can I try and quantify this, right? So if you had raised 20 million total and assume a 1X liquidation preference, it took you 14 years to do this, but assume a 1X liquidation preference, $128 million exit, assuming it was all cash up front, there's about 100 million left to hit the full sort of waterfall cap table right after the 1X pref, assuming it's participating. Um, you're splitting it amongst obviously the three co-founders. If we assume you guys each own 33% at the beginning, plus there was maybe 15% ESOP, plus the yep. investors owned another 20%. You're walking away net like pre-tax was something like 15 to 20 million bucks effectively, right? But it took you 14 years to do it. Hell yeah. I mean, it's a long ride, you know, yeah. it was a long ride. And so the, the liquidity isn't as good as people think. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean, basically a million bucks a year, right? Is you could sort of maybe more than a million, a million five a year. Yeah, plus salary. It's like, yes, that's yeah. true. And versus can I make a nice business that's thrown off a ton of cash flow? It's very low cost to run. There's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of founders are just like, no, 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 no. I got to get the big bucks. I got to do this big thing. I'm like, okay, man. But like a lot of people do a lot worse than me. Like that was a clean cap table situation. Yeah. I've seen I've seen a lot of people sell for 150 million bucks and walk away with like 300 grand. Yep. No, no. It makes most people, the math that I just ran through, and it sounds like you're sort of confirming that was around the right range. Mm -hmm. Most people don't run that math, right? And they don't realize that it's effectively the same as if you bootstrapped a business to 2 million that was spitting off a million in free cash flow every year. Yeah. Right. And did it for 14 years. It's the exact <laughs> same thing, net, totally. net, but probably way less stress. Totally. No board meetings, right? <laughs> Dude, board meetings are a nightmare for sure. Yeah. It was a lot of stress. I mean, I was on my baby moon with my wife at that time and we were out of cash. It was 2008. We were going to go under. Like we were, we were entirely mortgage at that company and we cycled through 100% of our clients. They all went belly up. And I was like, I'll do, I'm going to shut this company down. I was in Hawaii talking to our investor and he was like, okay, fine, fine. We'll give you a little bit more money. And we had to do, you know, a, a little, uh, bump raise at, at a flat valve just to stay afloat. Unfortunately, we were able to like really turn it around, but man, it was, it was rough for a number of years back then. Yep. 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 And did that, that bridge round, they know they had you by the guts. So even if it was a flat valuation, I imagine the terms weren't very friendly. Yeah. I mean, they were basically, it was basically the exact same 
uh, deal we had before, they just added more to it. So ah, okay. we, we just took okay. some dilution. It wasn't like they didn't grind us beyond that, which was cool. Um, yeah. You know, they were in a tough spot too, because they didn't want to lose their investment. You know, they were like, this company does have value. And they knew that it was a market problem, not necessarily a company problem. Like, and this was Volition, I'm assuming? Vol- yeah, Velocify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. This was, Volition was the second money in. Um, this was Rustic. Uh, Rustic. Rustic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, shout out to Rustic for not ringing the founder <laughs> over the coals when they needed a little extra cash. <laughs> yeah, they were cool. In the end, they were good, good dudes. But That's um, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you're now you're now building this. Now, how many people are full-time on the team today at Markup? Just three of us. There's just three okay, we love that. Love yeah. that. All right. And how many paying customers? Um, we have maybe 10,000. We have 10. Holy crap. Okay. That's so 10,000 at four bucks a month. I mean, 40 grand a month in MRR. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And where were you exactly a year ago? Um, probably 3,000, 4,000. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, nice growth again. And you have 100% control, right? No, no money raised. Yeah. There's no money at all. We just all bootstrapped. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And so, are you sole co founder here? Uh, no, the three of us are essentially co-founders. Uh, I see. Did you split yeah. equity that way too? Uh, sort of. I had a little more experience, so it's a little bit weighted my side. But you know, yeah. these guys, these guys are are awesome, and and it's been a great. We've just had a great team. Like I have a developer. I've worked with some of the developers over the years. This guy is phenomenal. He can do anything. Like, I'm, can you do this? He's like, yeah, I'll figure out how to do that. And then great front end UX UI uh, product guy, and then myself, and I just do all the all the the content marketing, just you know, SEO, all that stuff. Um, all the BD and and we just build and it's just a fun project. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days. All the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. So tell me about that, right? I mean, there's a lot of people trying to get to 44,000 bucks in MRR, but they're have like six people on their content team. They've gone through eight SEO agencies, like you're one man show doing sort of all that. So like, what's the one thing you're doing on the SEO side that's working right now? Um, it, I guess the, the two big things are consistency, you know, like I, I produce content every single week and then uh, distribution of that content, you know, whether it's through backlinking. Uh, outreach or guest posting or just, you know, reposting and, and doing content elsewhere, but just really a, a lot of, you know, hustling on that front. And, you know, once you, I found that once you get your domain authority up to a certain point, you start getting inbounds, people asking you to basically help them. And so that's my feed. I basically, when someone hits me up, like, Hey, I want to write a guest post for you. I'm like, okay, here's the topics that I'm writing, like pick one, you know? And like, I, they don't even get to suggest, I already know what I'm going to write in my content calendar. I'm like, write this. And then in return, you need to get me two backlinks on, you know, uh, other guest posts you're writing on other sites before I post this. And mm-hmm. that, that's been a consistent flow once we get to a certain point. And they build their link into the article they're writing for you. So they get a backlink. Yeah, exactly. So I gave them one link in that article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. And you, you've sort of built a product around this because in your footer, it says write for us and you have a whole plan. I'm like, here's how you do it. Here's how you yeah. do sites, minimum 1500 words, et cetera. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So, so what percent of your content these days would you say you're writing versus this machine is pumping for you? 
Well, I'd say probably 60, 40, they write at these third parties. Now I reject a lot and I've gotten really good at filtering out who I think is going to be a good writer. So I get at least six to seven inquiries a day, inbound inquiries. And a lot of them are, are overseas, you know, content creators and I just ignore, but sometimes I'll get, you know, a, 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 an agency on behalf of another SaaS company. That's gold. Like if monday.com has their agency reach out to me, like I'm going to do that deal. You know, that'd be, that's a great partner for me. So, um, and I get, and a lot of those SaaS companies are doing that. Um, so usually I get like three or four a week that are pretty solid that I know will give me good content and are also getting distribution on other sites. So I'll get some good backlinks from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes some filtering. Um, and then in terms of writing myself, I'll probably write one complete article myself uh, a month, maybe two. And then I've basically built out this model where I have these third parties, uh, writers create the first draft. And then I spend about an hour and a half editing. I found that to be the most cost effective. So I'll pay like 150 bucks for a draft and it's good, but not great, but good enough, you know, to get me started. They have a lot of the data in there and then I just reformat it, you know, tailor it and, and post it. And so it takes a lot less time to do that. That's how I actually do the exact, I actually do the exact same. I, I recently hired a content agency for 3k a month, but before I did exactly that, I hired folks on Upwork and Fiverr that did good enough for hundred bucks an article, 150. And then you just take time for about an hour and polish yep. it and get it out. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you're following a nice playbook here. You sort of have buckets of content, right? So one of your buckets are effectively product reviews. So there's one on here that's, you know, Nucleino, October last year, the underdog knowledge-based tool you should try, right? So now is this Nucleino reached out to you and you said, fine, you can write a review about yourself on our site, but here's how it needs to be objective and you need to use Markup Hero and Nucleino screenshots, like that sort of stuff? No, most of that is stuff is, is I've just done my keyword research to find out uh, other products and services that I think are the right customers for us that have the right users. And so I'll just write product reviews. Like if you look, I have a product review of Notion uh, templates that I posted on Medium. It's also on our site. And it's, I get a ton of traffic from that because people are yeah, searching for, well. for, for Notion templates and it's a good article. And then they see our product. Um, so that's just a strategy where I just find competitors or companies that are like-minded. That's been our whole product manager approach. Like I have a ton of content on product management. Obviously our product has nothing to do with product management per se, but product managers use our product. Those are the right people. So if they're searching for product management salaries at Google, I get those people coming in and they're like, oh, cool article. Good. Oh, this is market here. Let me check that out. That could be useful for my career. That's one yeah. of our, our strategies. Cause there's um, only, there's only so much traffic on like annotation, image annotation, or, you know, screenshot, like it's small volume. So I can't count on that as my like keywords. I love how you've stuck to like first core principles for SaaS. What I mean by that is there's nothing more powerful than like utility-based upselling, usage-based upselling, if you attach the right usage metrics. So your pricing is very simple, right? You restrict based off number of file uploads, number of, uh, sorry, edit markups and annotations for a number of days, mm-hmm. right? And then see your history for a number of days and also max file size per 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 file. Um, you pay four bucks a month, basically everything's unlimited, yeah. right? Yeah. Do yeah. you have a sense of which of these four or five things is the most powerful driver of $4 a month conversions? Yeah, it's it's mostly people getting to their cap of of um, screenshots per per month, right? They uh, hit their cap and they see like, oh, I need to do more. Uh, they get a notification pops up, gives them month free the whole. Day. Oh my gosh, 10, 10 per month. I would hit that in a day. Ten yeah, screenshots. <laughs> yeah, you hit that. You hit that per month. Well, you can still do them and they get logged, but you just don't have access to the other the previous stuff. So people kind of get anybody that uses it regularly will find it to be you know too limiting. And so a lot of people just upgrade at that point. And we give a lot of coupons. So like, you know, the, of the of the user base, like we're not at the exact number that you said in terms of revenue, because, you know, we did we did a 
We did a big campaign on AppSumo, which gives us some lifetime customers, right? Which isn't isn't like recurring, but it's still yeah, yeah. it's still very very profitable for three guys. Yeah. How much recur? I mean, was it more like twenty thousand in a month? Yeah, closer to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's I mean, that's slightly different. Why do I mean actually I guess your product is good for AppSumo. I I'm I generally don't recommend AppSumo to folks trying to build an enterprise like sales motion yeah. long term because it's discounting and lifetime value, but yeah. I can see where it makes complete sense for what you're building. Yeah, for this product it did make sense. Like I wouldn't put Velocify on there at all. And the type of user on there is, you know, a very unique type of user. So it was a good play, good way to like get rolling, you know, just to yeah, get the ball that, rolling. You said that in a very diplomatic way. I would just say <laughs> same people at Sort of shop at JC Penny, probably. Uh, nothing. <laughs> it's wrong a with particular that. type of user. For nothing. Sure, wrong, nothing. It wrong gets with you anything. some momentum. It gets you yes. some momentum. You have to know your audience. So yeah. okay, cool. And is that ten screenshot per month limit a more powerful upsell driver than if I scroll further down the page and you have these product based upselling like blurring, insert imaging, add signatures, etc. The blurring is important. Yeah, blurring comes okay. in comes in heavy. Basically, any of these things you try to do, it prompts you right after. Um, the signature is a newer feature that's been a thing. The biggest thing we're working on right now, uh, which we don't have, which is kind of you know keeping us. I know we're losing customers for is we don't have a commenting control and we don't have, we've come up with this really clever way to do collaborative stuff. Like there are products out there like Mira and that are like fully real-time collaboration on the annotation side. Um, we don't want to go there. What we want to do is create like uh, uh, what we're calling layers or sort of like um, you do your annotations and then you share it with someone else and then they can do it on top and you can like hide or show kind of like Photoshop layers or yep. Figma layers. So that way it's not real time, but you don't really need real time. You just need to just tell me your comments and then send it to this guy. Give me his comments and then send it to that girl and then give me her comments. And so it like keeps a layer of all these comments and, and stuff. So that piece is missing and we get a lot of feedback on that. So I think that'll really help push and that'll be a premium feature for mm -hmm. sure. So how much profit per month on 20K top line? Oh, it costs us like like three grand a month other than what we pay ourselves uh, mm -hmm. to run it. The, the hosting costs are... You know, it's very, very nice. Well, so you're pulling like 5K net profit each month, something like that? More than that. Yeah, more than well, that. Well, yeah. no, including, including what you pay yourself. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, we just basically take whatever's left and use their okay. a little bit for marketing. So, yeah. okay, got it. It's like maybe like 15,000, you just split up however you want yeah. to do dividends, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that what you do for to maximize, obviously, tax consequences here? You just, it's dividends is how you treat those? Well, you know how it goes. We like run expenses and stuff. Are I'm you like, in Puerto oh. Rico right now? <laughs> no, my, my engineer wants to move. He's going there next month to go visit. He wants to move down there. So he moved funny. to Tennessee from LA, though. He's like, I don't want to pay uh, California tax anymore. I moved to Tennessee. That's funny. All right. And you are, again, just to be clear, totally bootstrapped, right? Yeah, yeah, we didn't raise no money. All right, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite book. Uh, I mean, good to great if you're going business books, but if you're going all time books, um, Name of the Wind. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Mm, I mean, I, I, you know, the Notion, Notion team. I'm always, always keeping track of what they're doing. I'm just really impressed with that product. I, I use it day in, day out. So, um, what's his name? Uh, you know, the CEO from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Ivan, Ivan, Ivan. Yeah, I follow him Him a good amount. He's been doing great work over there. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for building markup? Besides my own? I mean, I yeah. use Canva. I use Canva okay. a lot. Number four, how many hours of sleep each night? Oh, I get at least eight. Okay. Eight. Yeah. And situation, married, single kids? I'm divorced and I have a, a great partner now. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Any kids? I do have two kids. I got twins. They're 13. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 47. 47. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, probably, you know, when you build something, make sure you're actually solving a problem 
not just build something cool. The first product I built was just really cool, but it didn't, nobody really needed it. So nobody used mm-hmm. it and we failed. Guys, there you have it. A 14 year, well, Entrepreneur built his first company over 14 years, raised about 20 million bucks in revenue, sold for 130 million bucks, netted out to about, about 1.5 million sort of revenue per year, worked on the business. He goes, you know what? I should just bootstrap my next one. Just do profits and do it the old school way. That's what he's doing with markuphero.com, doing about 20,000 bucks in revenue right now, $15,000 a month, one of the bottom line. Team of three, high revenue per employee, which we love, just taking out dividends as they come in, as he continues to scale with really SEO content marketing being his main go to market motion. Jeff, thanks for taking us to the top. Absolutely, my friend. Good to meet you.